Welcome back. You're listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour here on 660 AM. The Answer. I'm your host, Andy Tuttle, branch manager of the Tuttle Group at Fairway Mortgage. If you have any questions for me or any of my guests during or after the show, remember you can always call 469-319-0660 or text that same number, 469-319-0660. Joining me now, we have uh, one of my favorite realtors and brokers. He is one of the most innovative real estate brokers in DFW. Uh, his group is called Oleg Group Realty. He joins us here. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. I feel like the last time you were here, it was with Tango Tab um, for promoting the big Guinness Book of World Records. That was a long time ago. Was it since then? Have you come back? I don't know. Huh. That was a long time ago, though. We'll have to get to the charts. We'll have to get to the bottom of this for yeah. sure. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Well, look, it's the end of the year, right? We've got, it's Christmas is next week. We have people are winding down. There are uh, sellers thinking, hey, you know, what's the point of putting my house on the market? Maybe people are getting sugar plums in their head, all of that stuff. And sometimes it can create a spiral of people just kind of putting everything on hold. What are you seeing out there? So... It's actually a really good time to sell because when you have Christmas decorations up or holiday decorations, you have all the Christmas lights, there's a there's a different ambience, you know, of the house. And people can actually, when they're viewing the house, can picture themselves and their family in the house with the holidays. Uh, so it, it's, it is a good time to, to list a house. So, I mean, we are seeing people take their houses off because they don't want to deal with it during this time of year. But... I mean, if I could recommend it, it would be to list now. Okay. So when we're looking at that and we are talking about that, I think that's a really important point because most people, when we talk to them too, think and they hear, maybe they're hearing it on the news. I don't see blogs about it, but they just think subconsciously in their mind that this is a time not to sell. Why is that? Um, I think they just don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it is a good time. And, you know, we have a lot of companies that are relocating their employees here and they do it during these times off. And I mean, honestly, the the buyers looking right now are serious buyers right. because they're usually needing to move somewhere. You know, no one wants to move during the holidays. So people that are looking are serious. So you're going to get less people coming in, but they're not going to be tire kickers. They're going to be people that are needing to close something either by the end of the year, first thing of the year. They're being relocated here, and they need a place. That's a really good point because, you know, I think uh, if someone is going out and braving the cold and going around to these open houses and doing that, that's not doing, they're not doing it for their health. They're going to no. do that in the springtime when it's nice outside. Yeah. They're busy right now. Everybody's busy around the holidays with social and family stuff. So for them to come to your house, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Correct. And people are willing to spend money right now, too. So, um, you know, people are in that shopping mentality. So yeah. it, it is good because people are already out and about and... They don't mind stopping. Yeah, that's a really good point you bring up because the, I think I said that like three times. You brought up a lot of good points, sir. I do that. Because the, every once in a while. So thinking, looking at the jobless claims, they were down. We've seen a lot of good economic indicators. Consumer confidence is up. We've seen a lot of the country put, put themselves in a better position where they feel more comfortable about, about where we're going just this whole year as a whole. It's been slow and slow and slow. Then since the election, good or bad, we're not going to get into politics here, but the stock market has been at all-time highs every week, almost every day, and that's put a lot of pressure on the bond markets. We've seen interest rates climb. And then the Fed funds rate was hiked this week a quarter point, which again, we talked about it in the first segment, and you can go back to my, tuttlegroup.com and get all of the weekly market updates. But we 
talked about how that's actually a good sign. It's a good sign for the economy, and it means that in your investments right now, because they're raising that Fed funds rate, that's actually the when the interest and that has now affected the mortgage interest rates where they're going higher. That actually uh, helps you in your. Uh, 401ks and your mutual funds, because most of those investments are actually in REITs. Those are real estate investment trusts. And so those yields go up. That means your 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 investment's going up, you know? Yep. yep. So there's a nice trade there. Um, so what I want to set this up to about sellers, just maybe as a, a warn, I uh, uh, want to get your take on this and kind of, you. I want you to speak to sellers here. So uh, I'm going to go with the story first. So, you know, have you ever put Ikea furniture together? Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome, right? But the directions <laughs> are a little weird. They got the little funny man, you know, and I remember uh, like when I, Beth and I, we put some of those things together. We did for my kids, like uh, my boys, like, you know, dresser drawer. We, we got a little uh, Ikea thing uh, several months ago, and I had a... A very uh, prolonged afternoon with that uh, <laughs> piece of furniture, you know. It teaches you patience. It teaches you patience. You start messing up stuff, and you start banging things in there and figure, getting all frustrated. But, you know, uh, by the the time I got done with that, uh, we, um, uh, I, I had a connection to that thing, and I was really proud, <laughs> and I felt accomplished, and I was attached to it, you know. And now, like with some of the other IKEA furniture I have, I've actually moved it from other houses, and it really is not worth the cost—the moving cost—to move those, no. you know, really mediocre quality pieces of particle board that are compressed. But because I put so much effort into it, right, I I am attached to it. And what social psychologists <laughs> have found is that, the, and I don't think it's shocking—the more effort you put into anything, whether it's uh, living or not, you have a greater sense of happiness with that, of joy, of accomplishment because you are attached to it. So. Chris, relate that to the home seller with their homes and their perspective of what their home is worth and looks like and how other people will value it and the reality of how they need to look at it in the marketplace when they're going to sell. So everybody has their own personal opinions on what looks nice. So, you know, doing a paint color that you like is not necessarily going to appeal to everybody else, but people take a lot of pride in what they like. And if they spend a little bit of time painting something, <clears throat> they think that it's going to be worth a lot more when it could be the complete opposite because people are <laughs> thinking of, you know, now they got to remove that wallpaper and then they got to remove that tile and they got to replace it with stuff. So it could actually be more expensive than if they just left it the way it is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, people, people have a tendency to overvalue things that they have done themselves. Um, and it can cause problems when you're trying to sell your house because you'll end up overlisting it. Um, so, I mean, when you're doing stuff like that, you really need to trust a realtor to, you know, explain to you that what the actual value of that is, um, not what you think it's worth. So I think that's very good advice. What are some tips to help the seller kind of separate and step back for that? Because there are some tactics, aren't there? that you walk your sellers through to help them be more objective about it, right? Because it's hard to do. Yeah. So one of the first things that we tell people to do um, when we go on a listing appointment and we're kind of advising them on how to get the house ready and stuff is remove personal items, pictures on the wall, wedding pictures, pictures of kids, stuff like that. It but my does, kid is really <clears throat> cute, man. Your kid is really cute. <laughs> Um, and, it, and it does help buyers when they come and look at the house. It, it, it does keep them on track to look at the house and not at the pictures. But it also helps the sellers that are living there detach as well. Mm. Um, we use words when we're talking to people instead of saying, you know, let's sell your home, home, home. We use the word house. So when we're talking to buyers, we use the word 
home and we're, we're talking to sellers, we start using the word house. Mm. It creates that uh, detachment of a personal ownership that they have with relating that house to, as a home. <clears throat> I think that is something that if you, you should write that down. If you're about to think about selling your home, because we house. have seen you're selling your house. house. Hey, look at this. Already corrected me. I like it. <laughs> so when you're selling your house, you're right. You live in your home. You sell your house. Yes. It is a business transaction, right? Yes. And you cannot think logically and you're not, you're going to get upset personally if a buyer puts some stuff on a repair amendment, right? Because you're like, what do you mean I need to do this? Blah, blah, blah. My house is perfect. This is right. Yeah. And, and I mean, people, they have instant feedback. So when we, when, when people are showing the house, um, they receive an email as soon as the showing's over <clears throat> asking for feedback on the property. And, you know, we want honest feedback and we ask people for honest feedback and the sellers get that feedback right away. We release it to them instantly. Mm. And uh, a lot of people don't like what they see because if the buyer, people only leave feedback if it's negative. No right. one ever says like, <laughs> I love the house because then they're giving themselves an advantage or disadvantage in negotiation. So usually they're only saying didn't like the floor plan, didn't like the layout. Um, didn't like the location, but when they start saying like smelled funny or, um, didn't like certain things, then, I mean, these sellers get really upset and they, they really need to understand that that's what the buyers, that's their opinion and they have the right to that. And the sellers, if they're getting enough feedback on a particular, uh, item, they need to address that. You know, if it's, you know, carpet problems and stuff like that, they need to address it. So if you, this is great. So one, guys, detach yourself. Look at this as a business transaction. Look at this objectively, right? Move, remove some of the personal belongings and pictures, not only for the buyer, but for you and put yourself through that process. And if you want someone and a team that can help you and, and with empathy, yeah. detach yourself while you sell your house so you can sell it at the best price in the fastest time without a lot of extra emotional stress that can bring into it and mess up the deal, then there's nobody better than Chris Oleg and the Oleg Group. So call me or text me right now, 469-319-0660, and we'll get you connected. And then, Chris, what's your website? OlegGroup.com. Okay, OlegGroup.com, and you can go there as well. Uh, Chris, stick around. Here's what we're going to talk about. I'm very excited. He's getting our Realtor of the Month spotlight. Uh, You do some great things in real estate, but your heart is bigger than that and what you've done in the community here and how you have helped some of the most, uh, not needy, but those in most need in our community has been fantastic and where you've grown it. We're going to talk about what he's doing for the community and how you can get involved next. back. You are listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour. I'm your host, Andy Tuttle. Remember, you can reach me during or after the show at 469-319-0660. I own a branch of a mortgage company with Fairway Mortgage, and we want to be a partner with you. We want to be your friends in finance and help you make smart decisions about the loans you select, the homes you purchase, how you structure it so that we make sure you're set up for a financial future. If you want that kind of relationship, we want to be the lender for you. We are talking today with uh, a friend of mine and a fantastic realtor and broker, Ola Group Realty. We just had a great segment about what's going on in the market. But now uh, I really want to talk about something that you do that is like a passion project of yours that has been huge for the community. It's Volunteer North Dallas. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about what that is and how you got started in it. So Volunteer North Dallas is just a group of people um, that show up 
uh, every week and make meals for the homeless. So um, we're not affiliated with any church, with any religion, with any political party, with any school. It's literally just people helping people. Yeah. And where did you start that? Uh, so we started a little over three years ago, started for my birthday, wanted to do something. So we got a few friends together and we made some uh, meals of maybe a couple hundred. Uh, and then it was like five or six people. And then they brought their friends the next week and, you know, five, 10 to 20 to 40, just started doubling and doubling. And I think our last uh, event last Saturday was uh, we had about 350 people. Wow. Uh, we made a little over 9,000 sandwiches. Unbelievable. In like two hours. Uh, in about 45 minutes. <laughs> right. That's right. I'm thinking the whole thing. But the you're right. entire event is two hours. Yeah, right. but we made the meals in under an hour. Unbelievable. 9,000 <clears> meals. And how does that get, how does that help them? How does that process work? So what we do is uh, we meet at specific locations. You can find it all online. Meet at specific locations. People show up. They bring the supplies. We provide some of it and they, they bring some of it. Um, and then we make the meals, and then we have a box truck. We take it all downtown to a place called the Soup Mobile, which is a mobile soup kitchen. And uh, they store the food, and they distribute it throughout the week. And then every week, we replenish them with more stuff. Right. Is, is 9000 too much for them to handle at this point? It is. Um, <laughs> so they will get rid of it. You yeah. know, the food does not go to waste at yeah. all. But um, their facility, I mean, we're we're pushing them at that, right. at that limit. So. Um, what they have is they have other organizations that will come and pick the food up as well because wow. they distribute Supermobile distributes to like very specific spots in the city. Yeah. Um, so there's other organizations that kind of fill the other spots. Yeah. Um, so they'll come and take some of the food to other locations as well. So it, it does get used. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. And I remember when you were down in deep element going down there at a bar down there yeah. is where you would do it. And then it was like a shutdown bar. Yeah. It was yeah. like a shutdown bar and it was still like 20, 30, 40 people there. Yeah. You'd come and then I remember going up to a thousand, 2000 sandwiches. And then you did the tango tab event. Yeah. So that was uh, earlier this year, we uh, partnered with tango tab to kind of bring more attention to it and to help kind of, uh, offset. I mean, cause I remember you were helping me run another location. We we're yes. doing multiple locations yeah. on the same day. It was way too much. Yep. Uh, so now Tango Tab has helped, um, alleviate that and they're, they're starting in other places. And, um, we broke the world record, Guinness Book of World Record in 2014. Yep. And then Subway broke our record. Those dirty dogs. I know. I mean, it's a sandwich company. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the largest franchise in the, in the United States. <laughs> and they broke our record by like, uh, a couple hundred people or something, um, which is kind of sad. But um, <laughs> and then we we got together uh, this year yeah. and we crushed that record. Yes, we so, were at that event with our little boy. It was awesome. You came to both of us. Yeah, came to both events. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's both with our boys. You had to sneak in like <laughs> this event. Yeah, I did. Well, it's because we showed up a little late. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's typical of you. <laughs> That's right. I was on tunnel time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? But we still got there, got our shirts. It was great. So that's fantastic. How many people were there? You remember how many sandwiches were made? Um, so I think there was, I don't have the exact number in front. It was like 3,400 people or something. Golly. But the, and the number of sandwiches made wasn't as much as the supplies that were actually provided. So that's right. The supplies, I think, w equated to about two hundred and ten or two hundred fifteen thousand sandwiches. Jeez. Um, but I mean, there were still tens of thousands made in like one minute. Yeah, because to what, break the record, it was number of people making sandwiches. That's so right. That's right. You had to like make a few at a time. So with that many people, just making one sandwich was like thirty five hundred sandwiches right. in one second. So. <laughs> right. um, 
yeah, it, it, it's fun. And I don't think they'll do that again. Uh, I guess the Guinness Book of World Records, if you do it every year, they won't count it as a record. Oh, got it. It has to, like, I don't know, has to skip a year or someone has to break your record or how it works. But right. um, I don't think we'll do that again for a while. Yeah, right. But that was still such a good experience. What, what, why, what prompted you to serve that specific need? <clears throat> um, so growing up, my parents always, you know, on Thanksgiving, we would go downtown, we'd feed people. And, you know, so my parents always taught me to, to, to help people that were less fortunate, you know, and, um, you know, when I lived in San Diego, I, I talked to a lot of homeless people and they were great people, you know, a lot of them, they fell on hard times. And when you start talking to them, uh, you find out you have a lot in common with people. And, you know, living here, we saw our, our housing market really go up. Prices started going up and you have a lot of people on fixed income and things like that, that uh, maybe their house is paid off and also their taxes are going up or their rent is going up. And you see p normal everyday people that were being forced out of their houses because they couldn't afford them anymore, which is, which is a weird problem, you yeah. know, yeah. when you can't afford your house yeah. because, because it's doing so well. Um, and then when we started working with the Samaritan Inn, you know, with yep. the Young Professionals Network, or uh, North Texas Young Professionals, Young Professionals, Network. yeah, yep. is that what it was? It's yeah. North. You just have to put the North Texas in front yeah, of it. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. It um, so when we started that, and we started working the Samaritan Inn, I started realizing how many people were trying to get off the street, and they just couldn't because there was nowhere to go. So when they're turning away hundreds of people and families and kids every day, every week, uh, we wanted to find a way to at least give these people hope that are on the street, at least give them another day or another week to, to try to get into the programs. Um, so, you know, we started doing it. Uh, we just wanted to feed people and it's easy, you know, making sandwiches, like uh, little kids can do it. I mean, you brought your son to these events mm -hmm. when he was like two, mm -hmm. you know, and there's two and three year olds there and they, they just enjoy like squirting the mustard on the sandwich, <laughs> you know, uh, Everyone can make a sandwich, and and that sandwich is a meal for somebody. Like we think of it as a sandwich, part of a part of a meal, but for right. some people that is a meal. It's a big deal. It is. You're listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour. We're talking with Chris Oleg of the Oleg Group Realty. He's a broker there, and he's also uh, the founder of Volunteer North Dallas, a group of people getting together every week uh, and making meals for the homeless. I, you know, you talk about growing up in San Diego and talking to the homeless. I used to live on Exposition and uh, 2nd Avenue down here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. I used to own a studio down there. And there's Exposition Park right there, and there were a lot of homeless people. Yeah. And we used to, this one guy, Ed, he was an older guy, probably in his 60s, obviously very dirty, and um, and we would go out there and talk to him, super nice guy. And kind of getting his story, he, he just, he made a lot of bad decisions, frankly. And people do. And he had a drug problem. But yeah. he doesn't now. I mean, obviously homeless, he didn't, but he was in such a place. And I remember one time uh, he... He asked to come into the house because he got an opportunity for the first time in 25 years to see his daughter. Oh, wow. And he's like, can I just take a shower? And we, of course, let him take a shower. And, I mean, it's done for a week. I'll be frank with you. It was, it, But it was so, <laughs> so we got him clothes. We surprised him. We got him, like, some nice clothes. I mean, they were like Walmart. You know, they were thrift store clothes. We got him a nice little right. outfit so he could go to uh, that and see his deal. But they live hard lives down there, man. He got beat up so many times. He got his shoes stolen. He got Because he's just a nice guy. And. He just couldn't figure it out, couldn't quite get back. So something like that. And he would, they would run to the Supermobile when it would come by to yeah. get those meals. Yeah, and people people know the Supermobile. They play yes. the Rocky theme song. Yes. And they drive around, and people know where to find it's like a It's like an ice cream truck, but they give out hot food. Exactly. No, it is, it's a huge deal, man. So thank you so much for what you do, bro. Yeah. It's a big deal. you got a big heart, and we love. So we, you get our Spotlight of the Month. We're going to do some stuff for you here and, and put it on uh, Facebook, obviously. If you guys want to find out more about 
Chris, uh, and the Volunteer North Dallas. Is it Volunteer North Dallas? Volunteer North Dallas dot org. Dot org. Yeah. Dot org. Cool. And you guys are not a 501c3. We're not. You work through the Supermobile to do it. Correct. But so if people want to give money, can they still go on your site to do it? Yeah. So they can, they can technically uh, donate. It comes through PayPal. Yep. They could donate, and then we use that money to buy food to take to the events. I mean, we have a lot of supplies. supplies we have yeah. to pay for the truck. There's yeah. gas, insurance. I mean, the tires are expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of expenses. Right. For the for the last three years, I've kind of done it all out of my pocket. Um, and it's nice. We don't get a lot of donations, maybe 20 bucks, yeah. you know, a month or something. But yeah. that 20 bucks helps pay for half a tank of gas, Guys, which we I, use going downtown and back. It's huge, man. It goes 100% to them. It goes 100% to the homeless. It goes 100% to fulfilling this. So if you don't like some of the time you go to charity and 5% goes to the actual cause, this 100% goes. He owns a brokerage. He doesn't use that. He doesn't need that for his money. He just literally goes in there to help. So if you want to do that, go to volunteernorthdallas.org or text the number that you should have saved in your phone at 469-319-0660 and just text volunteer and we'll get you connected so you can go and donate to him. Chris, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Andy. All right, buddy. So, okay, here we go. We are out of time. Thank you so much for listening in and uh, being a part of our show. Thank you to my production director, the guests on our show, my show producer, and the entire family here at 660 AM, The Answer. This is the last one for the year. I'm not going to be doing this on Christmas. So you guys have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to those of my uh, Jewish friends and uh, my marketing consultant who is also Jewish. That's a shout out to you. And uh, happy Festivus for the rest of us. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tuttle Talk on 660 AM. You can reach Andy at 469-319-0660. That's 469-319-0660. Or email him at answers at andytuttle.com. Don't forget to become a fan of his show by going to facebook.com forward slash Tuttle Group. You can also catch previous shows by going to andytuttle.com.